everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Excellent. You look good. Thank you so much. You smell good. Thank you. I just took a shower. Yeah, you're especially clean. Thank you. And your hair is still kind of wet. No, it's not. No, it looks wet. Does it? You have product in your hair? No, I just colored it. You look very good for the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, Disney Parks blog. There is a foodie guide to the 2022 Disney's California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, which is going to be beginning on March 4th. That's right. This takes place in the California Adventure Park down in Anaheim. And um, it runs from March 4th, as Cheryl said, through April 26th. So you've got a good month and a half uh, of California food and wine. I believe this was going on when we were down there, right? It was. I think the problem with um, a food and wine festival there is there's no space for their booths. No, they're just kind of like stuck on the side of a sidewalk. Yeah, and, it's, and they're not walkway. super wide sidewalks, so it gets all like clumped up when people try to wait in line. Yeah. Um, it, but it, the food's good. It definitely does not have that Epcot atmosphere. No, it, they just don't have the space for it. The very similar concept where they have a bunch of temporary buildings that have food kitchens in them. Yep. Um, and uh, you want to talk about any of their special uh, items? I mean, there's this one thing here that there's that they have at nuts nuts about cheese is their uh, is one of the booths. Right. They have a Snickers caramel peanut milk chocolate Mickey macaron. That looks good. It does, and they also have the sip and saver pass back this year. Okay, uh, where you pay a fixed price, and I believe you get like little tabs that pop off, mm-hmm. so you can enjoy beverages and small bite plates. Nice. So uh, very cool. It, it's just a way to get, um, you know, whereas the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot is international, mm-hmm. uh, the Food and Wine Festival in California is based on what's available in the state of California. Right. So, uh, you know, they have a pretty pretty big state, pretty broad geography. So you can enjoy everything from bread to nuts to mm-hmm. soups to berries. Yes, so they've got it all. They do have a lot. Okay. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, has hit the next step in immersive storytelling. That's right. We can't beat this enough that Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is opening. Well, Um, I mean, you know, the Disney Parks blog is basically just a big advertisement for Disney. It's a big marketing scheme. So, you know, they are going to drill into us how fantastic Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is going to be. That's right. And did you know it's the first of its kind immersive experience? Is it really? Oh, my gosh. I hadn't heard that. Um, But they have a little video on the Parks blog with uh, portfolio creative executive Scott Trowbridge and creative director Corey Rouse. They're both from Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, and then they have another person, uh, Mikhail Garver, who is the director of immersive experiences okay. for this project. Uh, and they talk about the development of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and what makes it so special and why it is a big leap forward in immersive storytelling. I, I don't think this is going to do as well as they think it is. I don't know. I'm waiting to hear some feedback from people who go and not like media people in the beginning, but right. like people who really go. There was a media preview earlier this week, and the media embargo uh, ended today. So uh, when the show gets released on Friday, uh, I know AllEars.net, the Diz Boards, uh, they all had people there. Paid people that they paid that paid for themselves to go is no, usually these, a lot. This, this was a media preview. Oh, oh, okay. So this is uh, this is Disney comping them and bringing them in as members okay. of the media. So it's just they're going to share their experiences. I don't believe they're going to review it because they didn't pay for it. Yeah, the Diz won't uh, review things until they pay for it. So I'm sure they have people going to do that, you know, next. Right, right. And then the next story on the Disney Parks blog is what to wear for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's immersive. They want you to create your own character. Uh, and in doing so, we mentioned a few weeks ago that the uh, Chandrilla Collection, um, which is their boutique store, has items available for you to wear, whether you want to wear a Princess Leia outfit or dress like Rey mm-hmm. uh, or put on, um, uh, you know, Jedi robes. Uh, it, that's all available on site in the boutique. Uh, and also, if you're a Galactic Star Cruiser guest, you have access to a special section of Shop Disney where you can uh, purchase your items. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you would think what stops somebody from making a reservation, going in to purchase the exclusive clothes, and then, uh, you know, canceling can the reservation. I guess? Yes. Is this stuff delivered to you when you get there? No. Oh. Um, it, it, you do not get access to it until the 60 day mark, okay. which is the same point at which your vacation must be paid in full. Ah, okay. So, uh, unlike other Disney resort vacations, uh, which are usually due 30 days prior to arrival, mm-hmm. Galactic Star Cruiser makes you pay in full 60 days prior okay. to arrival. Um, so tons of accessories, uh, pretty cool stuff if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. And that is all the Disney Parks blog. Oh, by the way. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser opens March 1st. All right. So it's rapidly approaching. Okay. Uh, Mickey's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disneyland has some enhancements that Florida doesn't have. That's right. And this is based on an interview with uh, Disneyland Resort President Ken Potrock. Um, and he's talked about the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway being added to Mickey's Toontown. And he said that, the, you know, Florida has a nice ride, but there are going to be enhancements that Florida doesn't have in the California version. Now, you know what he said about them? You should go ride them both. No, he said absolutely nothing. We can't tell you what oh. these enhancements are going to be. Oh. Um, but uh, when it opens in 2023, expect to see something similar to what's in Calif- uh, to what's in Florida. But with uh, enhancements that they don't have. Got to ride both. Exactly. Um, The Disneyland president has said that Toontown is going to be more interactive. Um, They're they're doing a bunch of improvements, hopefully, to make things a little bit more fun. I found it was a little lacking. That's right. This is the second part of the interview with the Orange County Register, uh, where Ken Potrock discussed the changes that have taken place uh, and what's to come. He did uh, become the Disneyland president in May of 2020, which was two months into the pandemic shutdown. It's a tough time. It was. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's talking about that they're going to improve the free Genie service for guests who don't want to play for pay for Genie Plus. Um, and, uh, you know, they're doing what they can to make the guest experience better. Um, they don't think that park reservations are going to go away anytime soon. We knew that they were going to be here through at least the remainder of 2022. Um, and Ken Potrock mentioned how that allows them to manage the demand uh, in a better way than they could prior to the pandemic. Uh, so, uh, you know, lots of lots of change coming back as we recover from the whole pandemic uh, shutdown. I don't have so much of a problem with the um, the reservations of all the things that they've brought along. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't bother me as much. At least it's free. I like <laughs> I like the park reservations. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you know that when park reservations uh, stop, then the parks will essentially be at hundred percent capacity again. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're ever going to stop them because even at like hundred percent capacity. Um, it's still nice to know how you want to stop things. You know, do you, if you have a certain number of uh, cast members, do you want to put you know uh, more of them in Animal Kingdom or more of them in Hollywood Studios? If you don't know where people are going for the day, you can't properly staff the park for the day. Right, but cast members don't float. 
You understand my point. Uh, you have a budget for for cast. How who are you putting on for the day? All right. Enough, okay. enough yelling at me. Let's go to Florida. Let's. I don't want to go with you though. Three Disney World attractions are moving from individual Lightning Lane to uh, through to Genie Plus through August seventh. That's right. Effective February twenty fifth, three attractions are leaving the Lightning Lane individual attraction purchase program, uh, and will be available through Genie Plus. Uh, until August 7th. And those attractions are Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios, Space Mountain at the Magic Kingdom, and Frozen Ever After at Epcot. Okay. So that uh, that's uh, that's kind of big news. So what does that leave? That leaves... Um, Rise, Rise, Rise of the, the Resistance. Resistance. Uh, Mine Train. Mickey and Minnie's uh, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, right? Um, the Ratatouille. Yeah. And what's the second in, oh, Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom? I think they dropped Expedition Everest already. Plus it's closed through August 30th or May 1st. Yeah, yeah. So change is coming. And this is the set. They also did this during Christmas. Yeah. So they're they're getting very flexible with uh, what's available in the individual attraction purchases. Construction walls have been put up at um, Epcot's World Nature Neighborhood. That's right. Uh, construction walls uh, enclose a tree and some planters. No word on what they're going to do there. Fascinating. Um, but they are some black construction walls. Uh, Disney has not announced anything going on in this place. So who knows if they're going to remove these trees or maybe they're just, uh, you know, working on some concrete. All right. But we get you all the uh, nebulous news. Yes. Speaking of nebulous news, here is uh, another update to the Guardians of the Galaxy ship out front there. That's right. A blue protective sheathing has been added to the ship stand out front uh, because, you know, you should always wear protection is okay. what it boils down to. All right. Uh, the repainting of the side walls and the columns on the building has been completed. Uh, so work continues to progress there. Very good. Um, concept art has been released for the Guardians of the Galaxy um, loading area. That's right. The, this roller coaster uh, does have a loading area because it it's a roller coaster. Um, and uh, it's very similar uh, to the Web Slingers attraction in California, where it's a long platform with many bays, as most roller coasters are. All right. So um, that is the deal. The Fab Five characters have now been included in the animation experience at the Conservation Station in Animal Kingdom. You know, this is one of my favorite uh, parts of of the Animal Kingdom park. And not many people go back there, but the Conservation Station is a train ride Mm -hmm. uh, from the village of Harambe. It goes a little bit uh, offstage uh, into the animal care area. Uh, And they do offer stuff like the animation experience. They have a petting zoo. Uh, you can watch the Disney veterinarians mm-hmm. uh, work, whether it's surgery or do animal checkups in the the animal care rooms. Uh, so it's a very a very cool section. Um, but what Cheryl mentioned was the animation experience, where they are now uh, including the Fab Five characters, um, and they uh, in this show attraction. Uh, you learn about the influence of real life animals as you create your own sketch of a Disney character. Uh, and these classes are 25 minutes in length. They're available every day at 10, 1045, 1130, 1215, 145, 2.30, 3.15, 4 o'clock, and 4.45 p.m. All right. Yeah, I think uh, Conservation Station closes up on the early side. Yeah. 
moving to Disney Springs, the Salt and Straw location is now hiring as their grand opening approaches. That's right. They are expected to open up in March, uh, and they are hiring on Indeed.com. So if you want to be an ice cream scooper at Disney Springs, uh, they're paying $14 an hour, and they have estimated $8 in average tips per hour. So $22 per hour to scoop ice cream. Not bad. No. I'm a, I'm a champion um, ice cream scooper. We've both worked in the ice cream industry. We have. Yeah. You at uh, Friendly's and me at Baskin Robbins. Were you a champion scooper? Uh, I was. Okay. In my own mind. <laughs> Um, Disney Movie Insiders can get an exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser opening day pin. That's right. If you're a member of the Disney Movie Insiders program, there will be a new pin available in the rewards on March 1st at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, And this uh, celebrates the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, and it is a pin of the Halcyon, uh, noting that uh, it's now boarding as of 2022. So that's a limited release pin. For those of you who are pin collectors, something I've never gotten into, thankfully. Yeah, I know. Because One more thing for you to collect. There are hundreds upon thousands of Disney pins. And there are. Moving to resort news. The um, the pool at Caribbean Beach, one of the pools, the Martinique Leisure Pool, is closed for refurbishment. That's right. That is going to be closed through mid-April. And the water play area of the main feature pool, the Fuentes del Moro, uh, will be closing later this month and is expected to open up in late March. So if you're headed to the Caribbean Beach Resort, uh, you're going to be limited um, in what you have available to you. The main area of the Fuentes del Moro pool uh, and the remaining four leisure pools will remain open to guests. Alrighty. The bridges of Stormalong Bay are going to be refurbished. This is at the um, Yacht Club. That's right. Yacht Club has been, uh, well, Yacht and Beach Club have been undergoing refurbishments. Uh, Stormalong Bay is going to remain open. Uh, This refurbishment is, this complete refurbishment is expected to be completed at some point during the summer. Uh, And the refurbishment this week will be on the walking bridges. It's probably one of my favorite on-site pools, even though I've never been in. It's very nice. Unlike you, I know you've been. There is an exclusive gift card design that's going to be available on board the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, and we've seen Disney do this the past couple of years, especially with the festivals in Epcot, where they have a uh, what they're calling collectible gift cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually designed very nicely. Uh, but there is now an exclusive gift card available to guests of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, it is available to purchase at the boutique. And like all Disney gift cards, it can be uh, activated for an amount between fifteen and one thousand dollars. And of course, they have no picture to show us what it looks like. <laughs> Just know that it is exclusive and probably so amazing. Yes, there are some more pictures from the Star Cruiser that have been released. Um, are they exciting? Yeah, you know, it's part of uh, the media blitz, as Cheryl mentioned. You know, Disney's going to hit us over the head with this for the next week and a half until the resort's open. And then after it's open, we'll get hit over the head with how great everyone thinks it is. <laughs> um, but they have released photos uh, of people doing lightsaber training, uh, hanging out with Wookiees, doing some of the online experiences. They're just promotional photos. They're not, like, even real. They're, no, well, you know, they're a little bit staged. but A little bit? Yeah. They're not a little I mean, like these staged. kids having fun. That's not like a staged photo. They're real guests. They're not even wearing Star Wars clothes. Mm-hmm. They're wearing regular clothes, mm-hmm. honey. 
All right. I'm not falling for it. Let's talk about some entertainment and media. Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home digital and home media release dates have been announced. That's right. The latest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films will be available in digital format on March 22nd. And then they will be released in physical format, both 4K UHD and Blu-ray on April 12th. So that's, uh, that's the deal. Lovely. And if you're a member of the Disney Movie Rewards, which they now call Disney Movie Insider, Mm -hmm. uh, you get points for buying those movies. Oh, boy. Netflix original Marvel shows are going to be available on Disney Plus in Canada starting on March 16th. Yeah, we mentioned a a couple, well, maybe last week, that the Netflix shows uh, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and the Defenders shows, and as well as The Punisher, would be coming off of Netflix Um, I believe as of March 1st, well, it looks like in some of the international, uh, you know, other countries other than the U.S., like Canada, they're going to be available on Disney+. Uh, There's still rumor uh, going on here that some of the shows may be available on Disney+, and others may be available on Hulu in the U.S., since Disney owns a major stake in Hulu. So, uh, you know, I enjoyed those shows. They were very well done, and... uh, It'd be a shame to just have them disappear into the ether. Mm, yeah. They were a little gritty for me, but. Right. And that's part of the reason why there's hesitation to just put them on Disney right. Plus is they are a little dark and a little more adult themed. Not dark or adult themed. Encanto has extended its winning streak. That's right. It is the top Nielsen's movie. Uh, on the Nielsen streaming chart for the week of January 24th through 30th, with 1.4 billion minutes viewed on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Um, that's still that's not the number one show overall. That happens to be Ozark. Um, but, uh, you know, 1.4 billion minutes is, is phenomenal. Um, so that is a, a two-week run for Encanto. It actually lost 0.1 billion minutes because the week before it was viewed 1.5 billion minutes. Um, they've determined that 40% of the Encanto's viewers come between those in the ages of 2 and 11, and 25% are from Hispanic households. All right. So it, it's pretty it's amazing. It's those kids because they watch the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Uh, out of the top 10 streaming shows or streaming uh, shows, movies, uh, the week of January 17th through 30th, uh, Disney had Encanto. Uh, the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, The Eternals, as well as Moana and Frozen. Huh. Uh, but there's a big disparity. Number one had 1.4 billion minutes. Number two had only 443 million. Wow. And by the time you got down to Frozen at number 10, it was a mere 103 million minutes. Oh, that's nice. I mean, that's not even worth listing. No. But they did. That, that's true. <laughs> and we have no universal news today. Oh, my goodness. But we do have some SeaWorld news. That's, r- that's right. Do you want to talk about it or do you want me to? You can. All right. SeaWorld gave their earnings statement the other day, and they had a record-setting ris- uh, revenue in the fiscal year of 2021 and the quarter ending that year. Good. Uh, they reached $1.5 billion. That was uh, $105 million higher than 2019. Oh. So they had a phenomenal year. Uh, The increase was due in part to improving attendance and guests spending more in the parks. Uh, Their chief financial officer says that higher visitor spending was due to price increases and enhanced park offerings. 
uh, SeaWorld Parks, which include SeaWorld Orlando, Aquatica Orlando, and Busch Gardens Tampa Bay, saw a total of 20.2 million guests in 2021, which is up from the 13.8 million they saw in 2020, but still well below the 24 points. I'm sorry, 22.6 million they saw in 2019. So, um, so less people, more money. Less people, more money. Mm. Uh, they did not comment on SeaWorld's failed bid to take over the amusement company Cedar Fair. Uh, Cedar Fair rejected their bid last week. And uh, SeaWorld is focusing on enhancing their park experiences and will be opening up San Diego, uh, Sesame Place San Diego on March 26th. So they're uh, lined up for a very good 2022. Very good. All right. You have anything else? I do not. All right. Then have a great weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.